Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News, uh, the Volunteer State's largest conservative news publication, the only one 100% focused on what happens right here within our borders. I'm going to start our nudecast. Nude well, we're not turning this into a nudecast, although some people might like that, but some people would probably hate it. Our newscast. <laughs> Our newscast by reading an email that I received. We wanted to let you know, here in Blunt County, we replaced three school board members tonight. We came to the summit in McDonald, this is the Tennessee Freedom Summit, the first one, and met some local people. When we got back, we started attending the Blunt County Coalition meetings uh, held by Mark Pulliam, who's also a contributor uh, to the Tennessee Conservative. You'll see some of his writings. We met some other parents and we began a regional chapter of U.S. parents involved in education, Smoky Mountain PIE, which Smoky Mountain Pie sounds like it would be a really good chocolate dessert, but this is actually an organization of conservatives. Back to the email. We made it our mission to hold the board accountable, and when they blew us off, as government educators often do, my words not theirs, we decided to find people to replace them, and tonight we did. Three of the four seats up were replaced. We are super excited and attribute this to your summit and providing us the opportunity to find our people. And this is uh, from Cheryl Wall, and I think Jennifer uh, Clemmer is also involved in this organization. So guys, if you have not gotten your ticket to the Tennessee Freedom Summit, which is only about two weeks away now, you are crazy. If you want to make a difference, if you really want to do what these folks were able to do in their local community, it's critical that you get the information you need and that you make the connections with the people that you need, often in your very own community, and that you have the resources and the training you need to win. So congratulations to casting those unresponsive school board members out on their tuchuses. Uh Parents need to do this more often. Thank you so much for being here. Now we are going to move into the big stories. We're going to talk about what happened in the polls, at the polls, and around the polls uh, yesterday in Tennessee. We're going to talk about what all do we have in the stack of stuff here today. To borrow a term from Rush Limbaugh, the Democratic majority uh, in Nashville and what they, they did some shenanigans that probably won't make you happy. Uh, UTK, oh boy, you can't keep UTK out of the news uh, for, for liberal hypocrisy. Uh, some crazy stuff happened in Blunt County. We've got a lot of Blunt County news, two stories. Uh, opting in, uh, a kid that spoke out, and we're glad he did, and hopefully uh, others will follow suit. we got all kinds of news for you. So let's just get right into it. First, I'm going to talk to you about uh, what happened in the elections in Tennessee last night. And if you would, leave in the comments section what you think. Leave in the comment section where you're listening from. Uh, give me your ideas and opinions about this. And oh, by the way, if you feel so led by the Lord, uh, do take this and share it in any conservative groups that you're in on Facebook or wherever we uh, are because we're on all Truth Social, uh, Twitter, in Insta, MySpace. I mean, we're in all the, all the internets. Uh, we're, we're in all of them. So you, could, you can share this everywhere because people need to know. And we're going to talk to you about how uh, the Tennessee Conservatives' picks fared at the polls, okay? So Brandon said, hey, these are some folks I would vote for if I were you uh, because they didn't make it into the Rhino Report. Here's some people you probably want to try to replace. Now, let me be clear about my personal endorsements 
and our publications endorsements. You never know what somebody's really going to do till they get up there in office. Um, and so they could do anything, right? Somebody could turn into a rhino that talks a good conservative game. That That is the majority of rhinos. Um, but the bigger thing is often I pick anybody who's running against somebody that we know isn't conservative. doesn't always mean they're going to win. Uh, so we're going to go through that. Uh, Bernard T. Polk said, is there a Georgia organization like yours? Buddy, there ain't no organization like ours. I'm so sorry, Bernard. Uh, I don't know that there is. I don't keep up with Georgia, although uh, up until my recent move, it was about three miles away from my house. I have a lot of good friends that live in Georgia, but uh, I can only keep up with one state at a time. Here we go. Let's go starting off at the top of the ticket, uh, the Tennessee Senate. And so we endorsed uh, Earl Seagrest. He did not win against incumbent Randy, uh, Randy the Rhino McNally. Uh, he only got 16.25% of the vote. But, you know, McNally's got more money uh, from special interest than Scrooge McDuck. I mean, he's just got more. You know, he, his campaign coffers are full of folks that, that love corporate welfare, lobbyists. I mean, they don't spend $450,000 uh, per year lobbying uh, each member. That's 450 per member up in Nashville because they ain't going to get something back in return. Uh, those steak dinners and $200 of bourbon don't come cheap uh, when it comes to votes. And so that one didn't work out well. Um, we also introduced uh, Kent Morrell, uh, who lost to Richard Briggs, uh, but he did get 33.89% uh, of the vote. That's pretty good. Bo Watson uh, didn't have any opposition. Don White won, didn't have any opposition. Mark Pody, thank goodness, won, didn't have any opposition. Now, we get into the District 27 race with uh, Gary Humble, who we endorsed. Uh, Jack Johnson, I don't ever see him uh, probably being in the top five rhino list in the Senate. Okay, He's not awful. He's not awful. But during the last two years, uh, when our freedoms were being taken away by the governor primarily, the Tennessee Senate and le the legislature for months on end really just kind of did nothing, and I never saw Jack stand up uh, like I would like for him to have done. And between that and the corporate welfare votes and the gas tax, I'd just rather take a gamble on somebody who's outspoken. I still think Jack's a, a nice fellow. However, Gary only lost by 3% of the vote, and he was outspent probably 300 to 400%. And a lot of it was special interest money. A lot of it was, you know, out of town from PACs that were started by California billionaires who also got corporate welfare here in Tennessee. And then finally, uh, the thing that I think bothers me the most about this race is the only way they won against Gary was to lie. The mailers they sent out, the things they claimed, because there wasn't anything they could really pin on Gary, it, it was misleading, uh, and they were lies. And I, I think it's very difficult to simultaneously claim to be a Christian and then to lie, to win. And I don't care if you run it, organize it, if you turn a blind eye to it, if you don't call it out. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's about who wins, right? If you don't win, you don't get to legislate. If you don't win, you know, just, you know, tough crap, right? Um, and I understand you gotta, you got to run to win. I used to run campaigns. Okay? And I could get back in at any time if I wanted to. It's a very disruptive business to your family life. Uh, but I wish he had won. So that's moving right along. Uh, Larry uh, Linton, uh, who's running as an incumbent against Dale Carr. So that's not going to happen in the uh, Republican primary. That'll be 
uh, happening in November. Uh, we had uh, Elaine Davis, who we endorsed, uh, who won with 55.88%. Uh, and this is, again, talking about the House. Uh, we had Monty Fritz, who won, who we endorsed, 33.74% uh, of votes. Uh, Dennis Powers was, un uh, was, was running for re-election, re and he was uh, unopposed, and he won. This one, um, this one uh, makes me sad. Uh, Terry Lynn Weaver did not win re-election in District 40. And the thing is, Terry Lynn has just been remarkably outspoken, very helpful, uh, somebody you could absolutely count on to be conservative. And Michael Hale, I hope he ends up being as conservative as she is. But when I look around at what's inside the Tennessee House, you know, I, I, I just hate replacing somebody who's super conservative with somebody that might or might not be as conservative. I hope Michael Hale is. I uh, hope he is. We shall find out. We will see. Okay. Uh, Michelle Foreman. Uh, one in House District 59, who we endorsed with 62.06% uh, of the votes. Uh, Lori Cordoza Moore did not win. Uh, she lost to a Jack uh, I don't know, McCallman. I don't know how to pronounce that. We're going to say McCallman, uh, and hopefully he's conservative. I don't know. We'll find out. All we do is report the votes over here at the Tennessee Conservative. Uh, what is it? Uh, Kevin Powers, who's a, a fantastic, uh, said that Gary uh, won. Uh, with less than 100 uh, vote differences, only 700 and some odd votes, uh, and there were a lot of votes cast. Scott Sapicki uh, won uh, his re-election with 54.55% of votes, thank goodness. Uh, we need somebody like Scott on the Education Committee, and we need to ask Cameron Sexton to get rid of Mark White on that Education Committee. Um, and hopefully maybe Scott could get that chairmanship because Mark White, who chairs that Education Committee presently, uh, voted to make sure that you continue to have to pay as a taxpayer for educating uh, illegal immigrants at your expense, people that break the laws and come to our, our state, oh, fine, put the burden on the taxpayer. Uh, he also voted against getting uh, kids, uh, Mark White did, in the bottom 10% of schools uh, into better schools. You know, why, screw those kids, right? And uh, recently, you know, blasted Hillsdale College because they're providing uh, some educational choice in Tennessee, and Larry Arnn said some things that were uncomfortable but absolutely true. And a lot of these rhinos are far more concerned uh, with what they say and how it pleases the teachers' unions than they are about the results for the kids and parents. So I sent an email to Cameron Sexton and just plainly asked, do you support Mark White? Are you going to keep him on, on this education committee? I mean, this is the thing we spend the largest budget on. Only a third of kids can read. If this guy's been chairing this committee and this is the best we can see in education in our state, I mean, anybody else would do better, and I think Scott would be a good pick for that. Clay Doggett, 100%. Uh, he won there. Uh, State House District 71. Uh, uh, Kip Capley, who we endorsed, won. Uh, Todd Warner who we endorsed won with 54.41% of the votes. Uh, Lee Mills did not beat Tom Leatherwood, so that, that's sad, but, you know, we got two years, we can do it again. And U.S. House of Representatives, that contested 5th District race, we did see that Andy Ogles won. And Andy Ogles and Gary Humble both fought uh, for medical freedom before it was cool, when they had something to lose, when nobody else was doing it. It later became popular to do. You know, we dragged all the rhinos kicking and screaming uh, to that medical freedom special session, two of them, 
and Ogles and Humble were both involved in that. Uh, so I'm glad that he's going up to D.C. I wish he had ran for governor instead, just being honest. District uh, 8, Dr. Clean, uh, Dean Klaus uh, did not uh, do well against David Kustoff. Uh, so we still got him in there. Uh, Bruce Griffey did win his uh, judgeship, which is exciting. Uh, in the GOP Executive Committee, uh, Mark Pulliam is a write-in candidate, but I think he was the only one. Uh, those votes aren't tallied yet, but hopefully he wins. And in Hamilton County, which is my home county, I threw in a couple of local endorsements. Larry Groan, who I've known forever and who I think will do a great job, uh, did get on the school board. But Virginia Ann Mason, who is in a very, very blue district, uh, lost to Democrat Jill Black very hard in a rural, not a rural, in a in an urban market. It is very hard uh, to elect Republicans. It is very hard, but you got to fight anyway. And when you look at the worst performing schools all across Tennessee, they have one thing in common. Democrats. Democrats are in control, or, and rhinos allow it. And so there you have it. So that's, that took a little time, but we did make some um, progress. But there is more progress to be made. Let's move on to the next story. Democratic majority, again, it's just this is how, how cities get ruined. Democratic majority on Nashville Metro Council, which is swimming in debt, just treated small business owners like garbage and continue to do so. Homelessness, crime, you name it. Democrat ran Nashville Metro uh, Council votes against the 2024 GOP convention. Because they're open-minded and fair and they love freedom of speech and opposing opinions, you know, classic liberalism. The Metro Council voted down yet another proposal for the city of Nashville to host the Republican National Convention in 2024. Councilmember Robert Swope, the only Republican councilman, presented the proposal last Tuesday, calling it a win-win, no-lose opportunity, arguing Nashville as well as the surrounding Middle Tennessee area would benefit from the event economically with a projected revenue of $200 million, along with $50 million federal security grant and a $25 million and already approved funding coming to the state. If you want to read the full story, you can see it in the comments section. Jason is posting it. It'll also be in the show notes. But the council voted against the measure in a 22 to 10 vote in which uh, three members abstained. A site selection committee for the RNC has already voted to recommend Milwaukee as the host city for the event, Nashville main rival. That vote essentially put an end to Nashville's hopes of hosting. Why do what's best for your community? Why have freedom of speech? Why put things out in the uh, market straight, uh, the, the marketplace rather, of ideas when instead you can just shut everybody up? Whenever they take over your country uh, the and, and take over your city and take over your county, there's two things they always do. First, they take away your freedom to speak, which is what liberals like to do, and a lot of rhinos as well. And the second thing they want to do is take away your ability to defend yourself against a tyrannical government. And that's why we have the First and the Second Amendment, because those are like the most important two. And they're constantly under attack by the left in Tennessee and all over the nation, and all over the globe especially. If you look at some kind of little third world dictatorship, if you look at some kind of um, police state, like some of the stuff we saw up in Canada, two things in common. Shut down freedom of speech, take away people's arms. Next story. University of Tennessee is 2022 political spending heavily in favor of liberals and Democrats. 
Federal Election Commission records reveal that the University of Tennessee's political spending so far in 2022 totals 66357 to support liberal and Democrat organizations, PACs, and candidates. These are people employed at UT. The thing I don't really understand and that drives me crazy is that Republicans in the state of Tennessee constantly fund this woke left-wing ideology factory that ruins children, encumbers them with debt, turns them out with ideas that are completely counter to conservatism and a Republican agenda. While we continue to give our tax dollars, which are about 70-some-odd percent conservative, to these liberal institutions, government education, K-12 through and post-secondary education, somebody, I don't know, I don't get it. I guess it's so everybody can stand around at a cocktail party and pat themselves on the back. Meanwhile, our culture falls apart. UT has spent nearly 14135 to support conservatives and Republican organizations, about a 400 and some odd percent difference. I did the math. Toward the liberal side. This should come as no surprise as those who have been following the rapid spread of critical uh, social justice on UT's campus, an ideology most liberals and Democrats tend to support. Now, the 2022 contributions to liberal Democrat organizations and PACs came in at over $53,000, with the top recipient being DNC Services Corp. receiving $24,500. Strangely, the politician receiving the most money from UT because people that work at UT are really concerned about Tennessee, right? It's where they get their money. It's where they get their livelihood. It's where everything comes from. They take our money. They indoctrinate our children. They encumber them with debt. So surely, if they're going to spend their money, they'd spend it on Tennessee. You know, give back to the taxpayers. Maybe try to make a difference in the state. No. Top, uh, top recipient was Raphael Warnock from Georgia because they want to continue to keep Georgia blue. 2022 contributions to conservative Republican organization PACs came in at just 9000 The top recipient being the RNC at just under 5000 and Tim Burchett did get a whopping 3000 bucks from somebody there at UT. All right, guys. If you can't come to the Old Tennessee Freedom Summit, I would highly recommend you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support and donate Give us some money. We need it. And I want to thank you all that mail in checks. I come. I mean, it's not a whole bunch, but, buddy, it helps. Anything that defrays the expense. What is it? 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. Uh, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. I appreciate the notes that you send. I read them all. I reply to everybody by mail who mails us stuff. Uh, I've got a list of people I want to call and thank, and I'm hoping I can get to that soon. But I just want to say, if you want to want to support us, we're the only conservative news outlet in Tennessee focused 100% on the volunteer state. The only one. i tell you something. People are like, oh, maybe you're raking it in with advertising dollars. I bet we have had a grand total. Well, it has been less than $1,000 in advertising that we have received at the Tennessee Conservative since we started. While the corporately funded, woke uh, broadsheets that are in hoc to liberal ideology and, and corruption, buddy, they are swimming in ad revenue. Hey, you, probably, you probably just open up the door and checks come in and people make orders. We ain't in that situation, guys, because you don't make any money helping people keep their freedom, but you can make a lot taking it away and serving your own interests. So please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com uh, slash support and 
when you do, we'll send you this Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker. We'll also send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. And we're going to have to send you something else because this directory is no longer any good of your state and local officials. Uh, we don't even know what the email addresses are for the new, new folks or the phone numbers. But as soon as I have that, my hot little hands, we will update this directory. Uh, if you would, Jason, maybe put that on somebody's to-do list. I don't know when the, the state will have that corrected. And if you give $50 or more, or if you give a $10 recurring don donation or more, buddy, we need the recurring donations more than we need anything else. You get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And all of these, all of these tumblers, I will just have you know, I have prayed over each one of them individually, and I have wiped them uh, with a prayer cloth that I received uh, from Benny Hinn. Uh, he touched and healed me one time in Sri Lanka. It was a fantastic experience. That is a joke that only a few of you will get, uh, and you have to be older, uh, so I apologize. <laughs> and so if you will, $50 or more or a $10 recurring donation or more will send you this. This is a silver bullet. This is made uh, from the melted-down bullets that were in that movie uh, Werewolf, I think, where the kid was in the rocket-powered wheelchair. Uh, lots of obscure references here today on the Tennessee Conservative TenCon Big 7 Digest. Enough begging. Moving along. Blunt County Family-Friendly Pride Festival with activities for children. I can't believe it's happening here. I can. I, I, I can believe it all. <laughs> <laughs> I believed it before I started running this publication, and now I really believe it. Last Saturday, July 30th, Blunt Pride hosted a Pride Festival at the Jack Green Park in Maryville, Tennessee, Merville, Tennessee, that featured a rainbow and drag queen story time for children. It used to be that, like, drag shows were primarily almost only in strip bars. When I think about strip clubs, I usually don't think family-friendly. I just don't. Those two things don't go together. But apparently in the liberal mind, the corrupt liberal mind, it, it does. And this is followed later by education and connection building activities led by a local high school teacher. Your government dollars hard at work making kids' lives better. The event and its activities have solicited concern and disbelief among many Tennesseans at I talked about the event in detail during last week's Big 7, so I won't go into all of it here, uh, but here's some of the things that people had to say. Hannah Johnson said, I can't believe this is happening here. Dan Oakley said, so sad to see this happening, and it is doors promoted and attended. Bill Lawrence said, we don't want this in Tennessee. Honor Tabor said, those who live in Blount County, I keep an eye out on your public library systems too. Not going to say more than that, but you might want to look in your system's children libraries based on the social media posting. I'd be concerned about book selections. Holly Dean said, this needs to be reported to the Tennessee AG if you're out there. I don't know how to do this, but by all means, feel free to follow uh, up. And law enforcement, this is illegal under TCA 7-51-1401. And In addition, contact your reps and ask them why nothing is being done about it in the state of Tennessee. Several Christians joined together to protest in a designated area by the city. Anytime there's some kind of liberal event, they give us a designated protest uh, area that's like you know five miles away from it however if it's vice versa typically you know we, we aren't even allowed to protest a worship uh leader and pastor were in attendance and showed asked people to come uh together in prayer uh singing worship songs other carried signs that said growers are evil i think that's supposed to say groomers but it might be growers i don't know maybe there's a different terminology now Following the event, Blunt uh, Pride uh, indicated they will soon start planning next year's event and is seeking donations to make it happen. 
Well, isn't that interesting? I think, you know, it's just hilarious. Oh, hilarious and sad. I don't want to say it's hilarious. That, that parents would take their kids to this garbage. And like there's a man wearing women's panties or a thong or something and fishnet stockings laying down on the ground spread eagle. And like there's a little girl taking pictures of it. I saw it. I was like, I just can't. Who thinks that's a good idea? I mean, that is crazy. I mean, and they have to be like more than one or two of them. Crazy. Kevin says, and yet in the 80s when they started pushing for equal rights and we said it was all about proselytizing, we were ridiculed. Again, now it's the difference between conspiracy theory and the truth. Time. Time, time tends to uh, make most conservative conspiracy theories a reality. Because you see the train coming, right? You don't have to be hit by it to know it's coming. Oh, the train's not coming. Oh, the train's not coming. Oh, the train's not coming. Everybody gets ran over by the train, and we're staring at the caboose. And then it's like, well, what, why are you being upset about that? That's just the way things are now. It's gaslighting. That's what it is. Next story. Parents must opt in to allow children access to mature reading lists after parents successfully lobby school board. If you can successful, successfully lobby any government school board in the state of Tennessee to do any damn thing, that is an achievement. Parents registering their rising ninth graders for the school year in Wilson County found that they were required to opt in if they want to allow their children to access sexually explicit materials in the school library deemed to be mature reading. Why we got that garbage in there to begin with, I don't know. I mean, next thing you know, they're going to have an adult novelty store attached to every kindergarten. So I mean, some kind of couple store. You know, it's something you can go in. You can get all kinds of stuff. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe a closed circuit transmission. If you are the uh, proprietor of an adult uh, store, a novelty store that sells pornography, I would I would strongly encourage you to contact Penny Schwinn uh, and maybe Governor Lee. Because there's so much garbage in our schools, I'm almost thinking that like, maybe they would get you some kind of taxpayer-funded grant where you could stick it right next to the middle school. And they could wash their hands of it and say, well, we just rented out this space to the adult novelty store. It's educational. I'm telling you, you got to get your kids out of these government schools. We've got to have school choice in Tennessee. Wilson County Schools has updated policies to include library books as instructional materials, which enables... Uh, the formal review of books that may not be age-appropriate. The district also promised that they would develop a new procedure to allow parents to choose whether their child was, has access to a mature uh, reading list starting with the 2022-2023 school year. It's amazing to me how over time we have been conditioned to accept garbage for our tax dollars. Waste. And even, like, things that are harmful to our kids. Oh, we're going to make it a little less harmful. We're going to make it suck suck it a little less. Maybe, maybe. And we're all of them. That's a victory. It's when you know you're in a bad situation. Director of the Wilson County Chapter of Moms for Liberty, Amanda Price. Shout out to Amanda Price. While I maintain that extreme sexual explicit materials is not age-appropriate for any minor and has no place in public education, we're pleased that the Wilson County Schools heard our concerns and created a way for parents to determine what's best for their child. It also protects the district from dreaded censorship lawsuits coming from those who believe children should be permitted open access to all content without consideration for age appropriateness. I consider this a win for liberty, as do I. Price said that the solution came from Wilson County School leadership. 
I presented a problem and they listened and have been working to create a solution ever since. Excellent. Well, I'm glad they are. Last story. Students support high school boy who spoke out about ideological issues in the classroom. Our sources tell us that several students at a Tennessee high school fully support the 11th grader who spoke out about the indoctrination he witnessed throughout his school years. The students chose to wear t-shirts on the first day of school this week which read The Lion Among Sheep, Jared Dutch, and Students' Minds Matter. In his op-ed that the Tennessee Conservative published last month, see who else is going to publish that? Nobody else. Dutch said that instead of a learning environment, some of his classes consisted of ideological warfare with educators pinning cohorts against one another on the basis of their stance on social issues. These government schools are full of liberal groomers and indoctrination all across the state of Tennessee. Do we have good, good teachers? Yeah, but you know what? It'd almost be like if you had a kid who was stuck in a home and let's say there were 10 adults in that home and 20 kids big house right and let's say that only half of the adults in there were abusive or were terrible at raising their kids you wouldn't leave kids in a house like that but yet we send them off to government education every day where we know that there is a large percentage of teachers and administrators who do not believe what you believe, who want to indoctrinate your kids, who can't academically perform. And when we find two or three good ones, we're like, oh, there's two or three good ones in there. Well, who cares? It ain't good. It's not great. It's not excellent. Why do we continue to take the only 13 years of a child's life when they should receive an education and a great experience and just hang on to it because we got to prop up some kind of mythology about a broken government education system at the expense of the children and the parents. This needs to change in Tennessee. Despite sending numerous emails to the members of the school board for his district, Dutch rarely received a response about his concerns or the daily issues at his school. Of course not. Now listen, Dutch, when they say it's all about the kids, you just you just know that that's an empty phrase because when the kids who it's supposed to be all about communicate about this stuff and you don't receive replies there you go proofs in the pudding according to our sources dutch first shared his sentiments in a local facebook group but a member of the community encouraged other adults to report the post to facebook and it was quickly censored what do they try to do they first shut you up and they take away your arms standard playbook that's why we have the first and the second amendment the students wearing these shirts show that Dutch is not alone in his views and that there is support for those willing to stand up. Shout out to Dutch. Good job. Keep it up. And I'll tell you what, that's the last story. I think you need to teach your kids very early in life that there is evil and that there is good. And sometimes you have to stand up to things even if it costs you personally. Even if it's not popular. Even if all the world, and by the world your tiny cohort, tells you this thing Oh, just go along to get along. Well, that'll be fine. We'll just accept this mediocrity, accept this damaging uh, position, whatever it is. And it's wrong. And especially if you're a Christian parent, it is incredibly difficult to send your kids into 
I mean, a lot of these schools is like Satan's playground in Tennessee. It's terrible. And we got to quit whistling past the graveyard. I mean, we finally got our kids back to the one-third of them reading at grade level and about a third on everything else, math, social sciences, etc. And, like, everybody's just breaking their arm. Woo! Great work, educators. Great work. No, you, you know, the government policies that took us down from a third to a quarter in uh, reading comprehension, I mean, that's all done by the government. That like it was like they always when they do something that screws everything up, like they they sidestep it and act like it was like they didn't have a hand in it when they were the cause of it. And all they do every time in education, when they screwed the pooch, which is every year, they roll out some new initiative. I never did switch any of these slides. Oh my god, that's terrible. I just left that thing up the whole time. Jason's like, why in the hell do I put these slides together if he doesn't even flip them? And it says next slide on there. There's the drag queen picture. Sorry, you just have to see it here at the end. If you don't hang on to the end, you miss some of the best parts. That's it. Sorry. We just, just, just pretend like you saw that previously. Jason, I apologize. You need to tell me to change the slides, and if you did, I apologize for missing it. So, yeah, like I said, we're not a, this is not a polished mainstream media outlet. We are here to tell you the truth. And you can see, like last, last week was a crap show. Me at the house, audio was terrible, but that's one of our best watch videos ever because y'all are hanging in there because you care about the content, not about the presentation. Thank goodness, because if you're if you're looking for that with me, you ain't gonna get it. But back to the story. Every time these this crap happens in our schools, they just trot out some new program. And Penny Schwinn and all the all the educational acolytes get on a bus and ride around and take a bunch of pictures with the kids and pat each other on the back and then they dump a bunch more money into some kind of special program next year same crap same crap and we keep taking it republicans republicans should be in charge of and responsible for and should take the blame for in tennessee the poor educational performance it is time for school choice to reign supreme in the volunteer state, and I hope to God in the next legislative session we can get folks like Mark White off that education committee in the House and anybody else who's keeping these kids pinned in these failing schools. It is a shame and a travesty. It is the facilitation of a form of child abuse. Get them out. That's what I say. All right. So what are you doing this weekend? Leave it in the comments section. I'd like to know. I'll tell you what we're doing this weekend. I am doing chores, chores around the house. I have got to uh, cut some bed slats for Sylvia's bed. I've got to move some shelves in. Got to put some Christmas decorations up in the attic of the garage. And then, then on Saturday, even though our floors are missing in the formal living room, in the dining room, and in our master bedroom, and even though we're still in boxes, um, and even though we got leaks still coming in from the roof, so we can't put in the hardwood floors that have been delivered, it has been a you-know-what show. John Tetherow Construction would not recommend them. It has been a crap show. Uh, it's all in the hands of attorneys and licensing boards now. Hopefully we can get it fixed. But regardless of that, we are having a bevy of people over to our home. Um, it says in the Bible that different people have different skills, different gifts. And... Uh, I can't speak in tongues, 
well, it depends on how much I've depends on how much I've had to drink. I can't really speak in tongues. I can't uh, prophesy. I can't. Um, I, I can't. There's a whole bunch of things I can't do. But I do have a gift of hospitality, and I enjoy having over people over. Luckily, my wife also has a gift of hospitality, and so it's her family, like all of them. It can be a bunch of kids, all our family friends who have a bunch of kids, and then a lot of our neighbors that we just met. Um, there's gonna be a whole bunch of people, and it's gonna be a good time. And we're all, we're gonna it's like the old the old fashioned country get togethers where you're you know you're sleeping at the what is it used to be a there's an old Jimmy Dickens song called "Sleeping at the Foot of the Bed." You should look that up if you want some obscure uh, obscure country trivia. "Sleeping at the Foot of the Bed." So we're gonna have some sleeping at the foot of the bed uh, <laughs> at the Lewis household this weekend, and we're gonna get to church. We missed church last Sunday because we were at a baptism. So I guess we were at church. We just weren't at our church. And I'm gonna hopefully get to spend some time with my family and, and get some things done around the house. What are you doing this weekend? I hope it's something fun. I uh, appreciate all the notes, letters, prayers, donations, uh, everything that y'all do. And I do hope, if y'all are like on the fence about coming to the Tennessee Freedom Summit, well, I don't know if I want to spend the time. I don't know. It's whoo, $147. Blow me over. I don't know if I can do it. Guys, listen. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your shell. Quit making excuses and start making tracks to the Tennessee Freedom Summit. Do go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. I hope to see all of you. And if I don't see all of you, I'll see some of you because we've got a pretty good crowd already. We've got some great speakers. Uh, we may have one additional speaker. I actually got two or three additional ones i got to announce. That's all i got, guys. Love you. Mean it. I hope you're doing all right. I hear thunder and lightning outside, and I've got the back of my FJ Cruiser open with uh, bed slats sticking out the back of it along with a weed eater. So I better hightail it off of this podcast and get that stuff taken care of. Brandon Lewis here with the 10 Con Big 7 Weekend Update, defending liberty all across the Tennessee uh, area so you don't have to. Thank you very much for all you do. Take care. See you next week and hopefully at the Tennessee Freedom Summit. Bye-bye now.